Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to the Nick Stacey podcast show. This is episode number eight and I'm Nick Stacey and I have the really fun job uh, to help you improve your knowledge uh, surrounding business, health, wealth and cryptos and blockchain. I do this by discussing my successes and failures and helping uh, share my knowledge uh, on some of these topics. But also I bring in many great people from diverse fields to, to break down essentially what makes them the best at what they do by simply understanding their habits, routines, philosophies, beliefs and asking their opinion on various topics. Today I have no guests. Um, I'm going to be discussing with you my uh, an issue I come up with every now and again which is brain fog and I'm going to share six uh, kind of solutions that will help you improve your concentration so if you suffer from a foggy mind adopting one of these techniques that I'm about to talk about should drastically improve your kind of cognitive performance um, I think lots and lots of people do suffer with with brain fog as I like to call it and I regularly do and when I do I go back over these tips uh, that I give myself to remind myself and assess some of the things that I've done but most people have experienced mental fog and it's not unusual. Um, it's often described as uh, like a cloudy headed feeling and, and common t- conditions can include poor memory, difficulty focusing and struggling with your articulation. Um, Normal causes are overworking, trying to multitask or substance abuse, uh, including alcohol, can definitely cause this foggy feeling. So there's like a, a clinical definition of brain fog as well and they call it feelings of mental confusion or lack of mental clarity which kind of makes sense and and you'll probably agree I'm sure that definitely within the last six months each of you have probably had some form of this at some point maybe either for a day or for a few weeks but uh, but but definitely something so my, my number one solution to clear brain fog is changing your diet or or eliminating certain things from your diet. Um, it, brain fog can be f- caused by certain foods within your diet and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people in the UK and I think it's approximately 15 million Americans in the US suffer from food allergies. Um, but countless more are actually unaware of a mild food allergy that they have and they can start at any age and can be triggered from poor gut health which is um, which is obviously something that comes from a diet um, and you know if, unfortunately if you have an autoimmune disorder such as myself like psoriasis this can cause um, quite an issue really with um, with brain fog but so I'll give you an example gluten sensitivity is a 100% link to brain fog uh, there was a study of 11 newly diagnosed individuals uh, and they found a gluten-free diet helps improve your focus memory and verbal fluency three of the main things that come along with mental fog and many people that suffer from a gluten allergy don't know it um, uh, and that that's a worrying thing. Um, I mean, it's. It, I think you can get tests nowadays on the internet um, that that don't cost a lot of money. They're about hundred pounds here in the UK, and they're definitely worth doing. I'm yet to do it, um, but I am going to once I finish this episode. I'm going to go and have a quick look online uh, and see if there's any tests res- tests that I can can buy myself and recommend in future episodes, and I'll, I'll give you my results. Um, but there are other common allergies that, 
that um, include cassian, which are dairy products, and that includes, obviously dairy products aren't this, but uh, it can include eggs, peanuts, and soy. And research can also indicate that low-fat diets can lead to cognitive decline. Interesting. And studies with dementia patients found that high-fat diets decreased brain focus. So if you're one of those dieters out there um, that is completely eliminating fat, now there are good fats and bad fats, of course, but remember to include fats within your diet to a certain degree because the last thing we want is brain focus and the possibility that we could... Um, have you know dementia uh, early set onset dementia in an early age so keep an eye on that and also dehydration is a huge cause uh, of impaired cognitive performance we all know what it's like when we've been out drinking and of course as i've already mentioned alcohol is definitely something that can cause brain fog but if you then combine that with the dehydration factor that you get from alcohol you're going to be in a bit of a problem um, and you know drinking too little water definitely leads to an unhealthy gut as well which can cause constipation or diarrhea so consider your own diet if there's anything possibly causing your mental fog and take note uh, of how your meals sit with you and experiment with elimination in order to discover what foods could be clouding your head um, another thing you could do is privately, uh, you could try through, in the UK here we have the NHS, you could try through the NHS, a dietitian, um, but I would only, I would say that they would only offer that, particularly at this time where, you know, there's a bit of instability within the NHS, they'd only offer this to you if you had an autoimmune disorder. I'm yet to ask them and find out myself, so I can't really prove that that works, but you've got to have something significant uh, that's got an issue that would need a dietitian to test you. If you say you have brain fog, it's very unlikely that they'll give you a dietitian. So you may have to go privately and they can run all sorts of tests and um, introduce different foods and eliminate certain foods that could be causing brain fog uh, and inflammatory kind of gut issues. Uh, so that's my first one. Uh, with that in mind, my second would be to take supplements. Now I take on a daily basis, I take cod liver oil. It's something I've done for many years now and I'll tell you why I do it. Um, and it's really down to my genetics. My grandparents lived till very, very late 90s and they lived by the rule that they would have cod liver oil tablets or, or I think before that they were just on a spoon. I remember my dad telling me that he used to have to take it off of a spoon every single day. But but definitely take supplements. So I, I take those once a day. Um, I'm going to start adopting more supplements, actually. Uh, I've always been a little bit wary of them purely because of my psoriasis. And I've been concerned that if I'm taking um, supplements that maybe some of the vitamins that um, I'm taking could contribute to my psoriasis. But, but over the years, I've kind of thought to myself, well, <laughs> At the end of the day, it's not really going to get a lot worse than it is. I'm about 70 to 80% covered. Um, and I think taking supplements could probably benefit me. And they don't have to be too much money. Um, the ones I, I have taken in the past are Wellman, which are owned by um, Vitabiotics, Tej Lalvani, it's his, his company. And they seem to be, you know, the branded ones anyway. But I think a lot of the, the pharmaceutical dispensaries, such as Boots, um, a super drug that we have here in the UK. I'm, I'm not familiar with many of them throughout the US and Canada, but but in the UK, Boots would be my my choice. Um, so yeah, take supplements. Um, they can they can definitely 
help you stay focused and improve mental alertness. And there are some actual vitamins that are specifically made for that. Uh, antioxidants are another key component for a healthy brain, which you'll find within them. But foods that are rich in antioxidants, such as raspberries or broccoli, are, are definitely able to fight off an oxidative stress. Vitamin D and vitamin B complex supplements are an essential format for cognitive function. There's, there's scientific evidence of this. And those compounds, compounds supply the body with the necessary nutrients to cleanse, rejuvenate and heal. And this is essential to clear brain fog. And some supplements are actually designed to enhance, as I've mentioned, your cognitive performance and will definitely uh, clear your mental fog. So if you're visiting um, a pharmacy and looking for the right one, why not have a chat with the one of the staff there to see what they would advise for some of your symptoms and some of the things that you're trying to change or, or obviously Google it. Um, there's something called uh, Bacopa monieri. It's better known as water hyssop or Brahmi. Uh, it's an ancient Indian medical herb that's used to improve memory and cognition in healthy adults. The actual active compounds in Brahmi are known as bacocytes, are being evaluated for their effect on the brain and human health. And there's some research at the moment that's shown that the compounds in Brahmi do positively influence brain brain cells and improve retention of newly learned information. So that's worth having a look for to see if you can get some. I'm not familiar with it. I think I've seen it in Sainsbury's here in the UK before, but it's not cheap. Um, but it would be interesting to keep an eye on that, those studies, to see where they come to and if, if there's going to be any kind of supplements for that coming out anytime soon. Another one is your sleep. Now, I think this is quite an obvious one, but we all kind of slip into that thing where we get home from work, sometimes we'll sit up late and work, which which is fine. If you're one of those people that can deal with that and still not wake up the next day with brain fog, then you know it's, it's not a big problem. But for most of us, sleep is a critical component for a healthy waking reality. And it's necessary for you to 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 do this to keep up your mental and physical health uh, regulating it and maximizing your sleep will definitely improve your attention your memory and mood uh, we've all experienced lack of sleep and how irritated we can be and short with people i know for me I, I get very very grumpy with a lack of sleep and it has severe health consequences but on the flip of that too much sleep is also really bad for your health uh, common sense tells us and scientists tell us that actually eight hours of sleep is just the right amount of sleep. But for some people, you'll only require six hours for an ideal performance. If you're one of those lucky ones, you'll be able to cram two more hours into your day. And if you are, I am very jealous because I am definitely somebody that needs my eight hours sleep. But you can find out what the right amount of sleep is for you by tracking your nightly sleep. Um, and you can do this by, there's certain apps, and I think Apple does have uh, a particular app for it, but if you own a Fitbit um, and you wear a Fitbit overnight, it will tell you your sleep patterns and, and how many hours of sleep that you get on a, a daily basis. And you can then work out your optimum uh, time of sleep and set alarms to make sure that you stick to that. Um, there was uh, a med medicine instructor called Dr. Epstein at the Harvard Medical School in the US and he says that you can really make up for lost sleep and restore focus and clarity. You can lose the brain fog within a week but start now. The longer you have bad sleep the longer it will take to catch up apparently. Um, and in some ways I can 
I can vouch that. I remember back in the military when uh, I was in my basic training, so the trainer that we required to, to become a soldier, and we often had lack of sleep. And I remember when I finished it and came home on leave for about three or four weeks over a Christmas period, and it took me about a week and a half, maybe two weeks, to really catch up and fill my 100% that I needed to be. I mean, all I was doing was chasing sleep and never really catching up. But we never really had the chance in basic, as you would imagine, to to reset ourselves fully. You just have to kind of soldier on through. Um, so sleep studies do suggest that sleep quality is more important than sleep quantity. So the brain forms new pathways during sleep in preparation for an up, for upcoming information on a daily basis. And your high quality sleep and, and by high quality sleep that means um, the amount of sleep that we get but not in a, in a time frame it's how deep you get um, and but high quality sleep improves attention problem solving and decision making skills uh, researchers from something called the Scripps Clinic Sleep Center report that people who sleep between six and a half to seven and a half hours of sleep uh, a night tend to live the longest Harvard Health better suggest that sleep improvement tips like exercise and fasting close to bed so not eating uh, and snacking which um, I'm a sucker for personally um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna implement that tip today and tonight um, you yeah so fasting for bed helps burn away help uh, brain fog apparently um, and I think I've got some recommendations that could in, that could help you improve your quality of sheep, sleep. Sheep? I don't know where that came from, but sleep. And I'm going to implement them from today onwards and get back to you in about four weeks on how I feel. Um, so my sleep quality checklist, uh, if you've got a pen ready, please do write these down or obviously rewind back to this part of the podcast. So let's regulate bedtimes and wake up times. Let's set a time of every day that we go to bed and set uh, a time in the morning that we wake up without fail and we have to stick to it. Even if we wake up feeling tired, over time I believe it will improve. Um, and allow yourself maybe one day where you, you kind of lay in a little bit more, but rather than laying in, just kind of lay in bed with your eyes closed and relax, or maybe meditate, that's uh, a good one. Um, you could have a nightly ritual or a habit that includes winding down. So I have many, many books on my shelf that's been given to me that I have not read yet. And I look at them and think, oh, I'm gonna read that tonight. And then I actually end up sitting on the sofa or watching telly and falling asleep, which is probably not a great thing to do. So, um, so my nightly ritual is going to consist of 10 minutes of meditation, which I do every morning anyway, but I'm going to include it in the evening for a wind down and 30 minutes of reading a book um, before I get into bed. And then from then on, I won't watch any TV. Um, next one, so number three for our sleep, sleep quality checklist is try and sleep in a cool, dark, quiet room. I know there's some people it's difficult to do that, but darkness is amazing for your sleep. Um, I know some people are scared of the dark, but uh, believe me, once you try and get yourself used to it, you will sleep a hell of a lot better. Um, sometimes leaving the curtains open can be better as well for waking up in the morning, I've found, but it would all depend on when your wake-up routine is that we've set. <coughs> 
The next thing is pretty obvious. Um, one point to this is we've already included um, earlier on is you know avoiding food before bed. So another one to avoid would be alcohol. Um, typically drinks that include alcohol, most of them include sugar and alcohol also can make you feel tired but it doesn't allow you to fall into a deep enough sleep. Uh, along with alcohol let's include cigarettes. Um, let's try and cut those out early on in the day, maybe four o'clock. Um, I know that might be very difficult for everyone but actually if you think about it, if it's going to improve your sleep and it's going to improve your health, why not do it? Because cigarettes um, are kind of like a stimulant uh, and they make it difficult to drift off properly. And also, as I mentioned, let's, let's not include heavy meals or possibly even snacking from a certain time onwards um, and see how that works. Um, if you haven't got comfortable bedding, bedding invest in it now. Uh, maybe get a new mattress and a new pillow and a new duvet. That's probably a good idea. Um, and one thing I need to bring in as well is exercising daily. I'm really terrible at this. Um, I'll have weeks where I'll, I'll, be, I'll be heavily on my exercise and then weeks where I might just do one or two days. So in our last point for sleep quality checklist, let's bring 15 to 20 minutes of exercise every day. Now that exercise can include walking the dog at a brisk speed. Uh, it can include riding your bike or if you have a swimming pool local to you, just going for a quick sort of 20 minute, half an hour swim in the morning or after you finish work before you get home. Now I appreciate it's difficult when you have children and families and if you get home late from work, but we can all include some form of exercise for sort of 15 to 20 minutes a day. It's not difficult. I used to think it was, but it really isn't. So maybe go on YouTube and look at some kind of 15, 20 minute hit workouts that you can do in your lounge. That's something me and my partner have done recently and it's quite fun and it's very demanding actually. So those are my sleep quality checklist points. Uh, let's just evaluate them once more. So regulate your bedtimes and your wake up times. Include a nightly, nightly ritual or a habit that will include winding down like reading. Ensure that you're sleeping in a cool, dark and quiet room. And definitely avoid cigarettes, alcohol and snacking or meals that are close to your bedtime. Make sure you've got comfortable bedding and the biggest one is include exercise daily. Now following on from that is our main point of my six tips to avoid brain fog and it's exercise. So exercise is a fantastic way to eliminate mental fog and stress. Uh, wo working out does open your blood vessels, it gets your blood flowing and increases your oxygen levels which makes your body feel a hell of a lot better because it drastically improves your bo body's ability to perform physically and mentally. And there's research that suggests that exercise actually boosts the brain's cognitive flexibility which is what we're looking for. And even walking for 20 to 30 minutes um, three times a week can increase brain health. So if just that little amount three times a week works, doing this every day is going to make a mass difference. Studying, I think there's been studies on the effects of running and depression, and it found that running appears to increase cell growth in the hippocampus. So that suggests that exercising really does improve learning and memory, and aerobic exercises in the morning seem to be the most beneficial for your brain health and memory. So if you stick to a schedule that has a work or include a workout buddy as well, uh, these could be great tricks to pick up a daily habit. You could try yoga, tai chi, uh, or, or an aerobic class that are excellent exercises for better memory and reducing your brain fog. However, there are 
any f there are forms of exercise that are not beneficial. So it's very important to choose an exercise routine that works with your schedule, your budget and ability, and that is designed to focus on certain things that you're trying to change. But with exercising, we all deserve to chill out. And in today's world, we all live very pretty hectic and often stressful lives. And most of us don't even take any time to chill out or to ourselves. But the science of stress is well documented as the deadly hormone that hurts the body and weakens your immune system. And stress definitely leads to brain frog. Um, but here's a couple of things that you can decompress, uh, which is obviously the opposite of stress. So zen out, uh, I would call it maybe take a meditation class or YouTube mindfulness meditation because it reduces stress, it lowers your blood pressure and definitely improves your overall health. It increases your mental awareness as well. Uh, and research studies show that it can improve your hearing, your vision, your blood pressure and most of the meditation practitioners that do it for a long time um, found that it results in a younger physiological test. So your body and mind is younger than it that it would be in comparison to your age. Uh, let's include it in Zen Out, you can jam out. And by jamming out, I mean listen to music. Listen to music that you love that uh, releases certain hormones within your body. It's It's commonly known to reduce stress levels and in fact classical music has been shown to slow down your pulse uh, the heart rate and lower blood pressure so I'm not a big fan of classical but occasionally I'll put it on um, but along with that it does provide security and can relieve distress and really does help boost self-esteem um, it's it's interesting by focusing and concentrating on music um, if you play music, it can increase attention levels, it improves retention and memory, and extends focus learning time, which gives expanded thinking skills too. So that's forms of chilling out. And finally, my main point, uh, and this might not be practical for everyone, and if you do do this, I would take advice for it first from a professional, um, but you can detox. And in modern life, we live with high exposure of certain toxins that come from our environment. Uh, cleaning supplies, upholstery and clothing do contain toxins that can hinder cognitive function, apparently. Chemicals for maintaining the lawn, obviously of furniture and cars do contain toxins too. And these toxins build up within your liver, your kidney and throughout the body. Heavy metals are toxins uh, and they're commonly found in water, air, believe it or not, and food. Uh, a great example is copper toxic toxicity, which is more recurrent and harder to diagnose. But symptoms do include confusion, moods, mood swings, and disorientation. Heavy metal detoxes focus around the adrenals to prevent burnout, but it's really important to minimize your exposure to toxins. And how do we do this? Uh, difficult, um, but bowel toxicity or candida infection requires detoxification to remedy your brain fog, uh, and includes something called fasting, drinking plenty of water, and as we've already mentioned, changing your diet. But do seek some advice on this to make sure you're doing it properly. But it may also be blood sugar related. Regardless of all of that, most of these ailments require detox to relieve symptoms. So to reduce mental fog, uh, it goes hand in hand with changing your diet. I think it's pretty obvious. So if you do suffer from poor memory function, adopting any one of the techniques that I've discussed 
will hopefully improve your life uh, and your cognitive performance. Incorporating any combination of them or all of them into your life will definitely rid your mind of any foggy head symptoms. So I hope that some of that has helped you guys. Uh, It's going to help me and I'm going to stick to this four weeks and check back in with you to tell you how I feel because I must admit as of the last two or three weeks I feel I've suffered a little bit from brain fog. I can't seem to concentrate on what I'm doing um, and most of those points uh, I'm a sucker to and I should really definitely improve. Uh, I've done it in the past and I know it's made a big, big difference to me. Um, So that wraps up this episode. Uh, Thank you all again for listening in. Please do find me on Twitter. My uh, handle is at MagicNickStacy and it's Stacy with an E-Y at the end. You can also find me on Instagram which is the Nick Stacy podcast show. Uh, Please follow me. I love to share lots of pictures of my family life and what's going on with work. Uh, Or alternatively, visit my website, which is nick-stacy.com, and please sign up to my newsletter. It's only a weekly newsletter, and I will be, as of April, sending out weekly advice uh, such as this, but in blog format. And you'll also be updated to your email when we... um, obviously release a new episode but with that in mind um, if you wherever you're listening from if you haven't already you can find me on Stitcher uh, you can find me on Overcast and you can find me on iTunes but more importantly which is where I record most of my podcast and that's on anchor.fm forward slash Nick hyphen Stacy I've got some really good interviews coming up over the next few weeks. Um, I was meant to have Laura Middleton on last week, but due to the snow in the UK, unfortunately, we were unable to hook up and do the interview. But just to recap, Laura is uh, a British entrepreneur. She has three children, uh, lives in Liverpool and owns a company with 10 plus staff. Uh, Started about two to three years ago. And I've worked with her for a few years and I've seen her company grow. And what I'm gonna be discussing is the things that are working for her and how to hustle and grow a business that quickly in this day and age whilst having three children and obviously a husband and a house to look after as well. Um, So that should be interesting. I've got a gentleman called Levi Roots. Uh, Many UK guys, you will know this chap and some of you Americans will. Uh, But Levi is uh, another British entrepreneur who has gone from a childhood in Jamaica to being worth over 35 to 40 million pounds here in the UK. Uh, He was a Dragon's Den appearance back in 2008, I believe, 2007, 2008. And he introduced a source called Reggae Reggae Source. Now I'm gonna have him on, I'm gonna talk about his childhood and his business successes and, you know, as I always like to do, pick out the best of him so that we can all use it. And for all my cryptocurrency and blockchain fanatics, we have a gentleman, you'll find on Twitter, at 360 underscore trader. He is voted one of the top 25 cryptocurrency influencers in the world, and he will be on with me later on this month. But for now, stay tuned. I'll be bringing out other episodes like this, giving you tips on certain topics. Um, But thank you all again so much for listening. Have a great day, and I will speak to you soon.